When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and a big supporter of freedom of the press. I'm also a huge fan of history. I love untold stories, gross facts, and secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you, so let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. On this day in 1889, Charles Dow, Edward Jones, and Charles Bergstresser published the first edition of the Wall Street Journal selling it for just two cents a copy. Although at this time, the average wage for a laborer was only $2 per day, so two cents was surprisingly a bit on the pricey end. Fun fact about American money, the largest paper dollar note ever printed was a $100,000 bill in 1934. That's equivalent to over $2 million today. Imagine walking out of a bank with that burning a hole in your pocket. The bill had a portrait of President Woodrow Wilson and actually was never released to public use. But back to the 1880s. Seven years before the Wall Street Journal debuted, Dow, Jones, and Bergstresser left their jobs to start their own financial news bureau, named Dow Jones and & Company. And yes, it's that Dow Jones. These guys were only 31, 26, and 24 years old, and their first office was in the basement of a lower Manhattan candy store. Charles Dow, the oldest, was a quiet, brilliant, and methodical reporter who had earned his chops writing on regional history and the Northeast and the booming mining towns of Colorado. This was during the time that people thought the rivers of Colorado were literally flowing with gold. To learn more about the gold rush, a truly insane time in American history, you can listen to our January 24th episode. But back to the story. Dow was also known for taking notes on his shirt cuffs and never misquoting his sources. Oh, and he also invented the Dow Jones Industrial Average, which is basically an equation we use to track the ups and downs of the stock market to this day. When you hear someone say they're checking the stock market, they're probably looking at the Dow. No big deal. Edward Jones was a social butterfly of the group, a Brown University dropout turned journalist with a knack for interpreting financial data. He and Charles Dow worked together for a newspaper in Rhode Island when they were in their early 20s. When Dow took up a job in financial reporting in New York City, he got Jones a job too. The third founder was Charles Bergstresser. He was a silent partner, meaning he provided the money, but didn't manage day-to-day operations or put his name on the business. The whole thing was actually Bergstresser's idea, and he used his life savings to start the fledgling company. He also came up with the name, The Wall Street Journal. The three men had a revolutionary approach to journalism, fact-based reporting. In those days, financial reporters would team up with big companies to manipulate the market and get rich. You've probably heard of insider trading. That's exactly what those reporters were doing. 
Insider trading means making investment decisions based on information that other investors and the public don't know. It's cheating, and in 1934, Congress made it illegal. But Dow, Jones, and Bergstresser were way ahead of Congress. They set out to publish financial data impartially, without any under-the-table dealings. They banned employees from investing in the companies they were covering, which was a true innovation at the time, and their commitment to objectivity changed the game for financial reporting and paved the way for the eventual ban on insider trading. Their first publications were short bulletins named Flimsies. A clerk would handwrite the headlines on thin, or flimsy, carbon paper that could make up to 24 copies at a time. Then, runners would deliver them by hand to subscribers. Seven years later, they published the first edition of the Wall Street Journal. Since then, the Wall Street Journal has been a newspaper of record, focusing mostly on financial and business news and keeping subscribers up to date on the stock market. Speaking of stocks, did you know that the stock market doesn't actually tell us much about how our economy is doing? For one thing, it only deals with public companies, and only tells us if investors think a company is going to get better or worse in the future. It's a bet not a guaranteed fact. You can listen to a deep dive on the stock market on our October 27th episode. But more importantly, a lot of Americans aren't even interested in the stock market. In fact, the richest 10% of Americans control 84% of overall stock value. And, no surprise here, stock control also breaks down by racial and ethnic differences. For example, 61% of white households own stock while only 31% of Black households and 28% of Hispanic households do. COVID-19 made this discrepancy glaringly clear. The stock market did surprisingly well while low-income families struggled to make ends meet. In some ways, that's why fact-based journalism is so important. Reporters hold institutions accountable and seek out the truth of economic inequalities. The Wall Street Journal has done its own work exposing fraud and financial abuse. In 1988, one of their journalists won a Pulitzer Prize for reporting on insider trading. Listen to our June 4th episode for the full background of the Pulitzer Prize. Today, the Wall Street Journal has acquired 3.2 million subscribers. Over the years since 1889, the journal has covered a window of history with unprecedented change and social upheaval. They covered two world wars, the rise of American capitalism, and the explosion of globalization. The journal has won 37 Pulitzer Prizes. However, the editorial pages tend to skew conservative, and the editorial board has come under fire for denying the scientific consensus on climate change. But they're still best known for their unfiltered, unbiased business analysis. The same thing they started back in 1882, scribbling headlines in the basement of a candy store. Now, let's talk about music. On this day in 1996, the British girl group Spice Girls released their debut single, Wannabe, in the UK. The song shot instantly to the top of the British singles chart and stayed glued there for the whole summer. It became the best-selling single from a girl group in the world, selling over 7 million copies worldwide by the end of 1997. The Spice Girls formed in 1993, when they won a competition to become a new female pop group. The members are Melanie Brown, also known as Scary Spice, Melanie Chisholm, Sporty Spice, Emma Bunton, Baby Spice, Jerry Halliwell, Ginger Spice, and Victoria Beckham, Posh Spice. The Spice Girls quickly became the pop sensations of the decade and established themselves as a powerful alternative to the boy bands at the time, emphasizing independent mindsets, sexy yet powerful aesthetics, and the rallying cry of girl power. 
A study in 2014 found Wannabe was the most recognizable pop song of all time, taking people an average of just 2.3 seconds to recognize the song. And now for today's final segment, I'll be going back into my own photo archives to see what I was up to on a July 8th in my life. So today is actually one of my family members' birthdays. It's my grandmother's birthday. My popo is what I call her, uh, grandmother in Cantonese, I believe. And we have our birthday one day apart. There's a lot of events in my family's like kind of calendar during the month of July and September. Most of the men in my family have birthdays in September and my grandma and I have our birthdays in July along with a handful of anniversaries that my family celebrates. My family's anniversary was last week. My parents celebrated 25 years together and my grandparents' anniversary was last weekend and they're celebrating like 50 years together, which is crazy. Um, Wow. Pretty wild. But today is my grandmother's birthday, and so that's my fun fact for today. My grandmother has been an endless piece of inspiration in my life and continues to be one. I've written songs about her, unspoken words. I've done webtoons with her included in it. Um, And I continue to talk about her in my work, and she is really one of the main people who has inspired me to pursue artwork in my life. She's a painter, and so I have her to thank for keeping me creative from a young age and inspiring me to be creative and an older one as well. Thanks for going back in time with me and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can come back tomorrow for more stories from the past. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff. No, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's three